Welcome to the Line Life Podcast, produced by Transmission and Distribution World and Utility Products. We're bringing you stories of the grit, courage, and inspirational teamwork that it takes to be a line worker. Today, we're meeting six women linemen with a love for the line trade and the drive and determination to get the job done. Then, we'll feature an interview with Emma Landhair, a lineman who we interviewed shortly after she arrived in New Orleans to help with restoration efforts after Hurricane Ida. It is Milwaukee Tools' goal to provide reliable, trade-focused solutions for utility professionals, increasing confidence and productivity on the job. Their M18 Force Logic 6T Linear Utility Crimper is the fastest, most versatile way to crimp. The inline design features a slim grip and a large trigger, specifically designed for use with Class 3 gloves. This optimized grip delivers best-in-class balance and pairs with the tool's 340-degree rotating head for the easiest setup. Learn more at www.milwaukeetool.com slash line life episode five. Renee Nichols may have worked in the line trade for three decades, but she has seen few other women embrace the adventure of working as a lineman. With skilled labor shortages and opportunities nationwide, Now is the time for more women to consider line work. As many companies seek to diversify the workplace, it's a great time for women to enter the trade, says Nichols, the field operations supervisor for Portland General Electric. The line trade is open to women if they want to go in that direction. If women put in the time and are physically fit enough to do the work and have the mental stamina, the sky is the limit. To make it in the line trade, women must be mentally strong to weather the ups and downs, not be afraid of heights, be teachable, and love the outdoors. Some days are overwhelmingly difficult, but you must be willing to stay the course, Nichols said. At the end of the day, you feel good and have a smile on your face. You can perform tasks most people would never even consider doing in these types of conditions. Linemen are a different breed of people. We go out in the night and storms under the most adverse conditions. It's not for everyone. Back in 1978, Rosa Vasquez, who was recently inducted into the National Lineman Hall of Fame, was recognized as the first female American lineman. Fast forward to today, about 4.1% or 137 of electrical power line installers and repairers are women in the United States, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. In Canada, Women in the electricity sector's trade and technical roles represent 6% of the workforce, and women as powerline technicians represent 1% to 2% of the workforce. This means between 76 to 153 women are powerline technicians in Canada, says Lana Norton, founder and executive director of Women in Powerline Technicians. Challenges in the field often reside with being the only one or one of few women in the trade, says Norton, who works for a distribution company in Canada. Building a network of other women in the field helps women to overcome those challenges by not knowing you're alone and having a supportive network and resources to connect to. Over time, however, Norton has noticed more opportunities for women in the line trade in her area. There was a time when I was new in the trade and looking for an opportunity as a woman meant that you had to work harder to have someone to take a chance on you, Norton said. Increasingly today, women are seen and accepted as capable in the line trade, and those without women are often asking what they can do to better attract diversified talent. Case in point, she recently received a photo from a woman who has been connected with women of PLT since she was in her first year in the Powerline Technician program. The picture was of her and another woman Powerline Technician working aloft from a bucket truck, she said. 
To be at a time and place where we are seeing women power line technicians working together has been wonderful, because for much of the time past, there was simply too few women in the field for this to happen. Here are the stories of six women in the line trade. They are all at different points in their careers and got into the trade for different reasons, but they all share a love for line work and can't imagine doing anything else. Corey Rook of Hydro One. In 2019, Corey Rook became the first woman to win an award at the International Lineman's Rodeo. As part of a senior team from Hydro One, which also included Rudy Carrick and Richard Smedley, she said it was an unforgettable moment to win second place in the senior team division. Walking across the stage as the first female was one of the best experiences of my life, said Rook, a powerful line maintainer. It made me realize that females can do it, and also that it's a team effort. At the rodeo, everyone was so excited and happy and willing to help each other out. As the daughter of a nurse and a police officer, Rook had her sights set on sports medicine or forestry following her high school graduation. When she walked by a job board, however, a flyer caught her attention, looking for females in non-traditional trades. After closer inspection, she learned that Ontario Hydro, now Hydro One, was searching for job candidates in its Powerline Technician program. I didn't know what I was getting into, but I wanted to work outside, she recalled. Out of hundreds of applicants, only 35 got interviews for physical testing and an interview, and five were hired in 1988. As part of the interview process, she had to climb a tower, drive in a ground rod, and use a grip and chain hoist to prove her tool dexterity. Meanwhile, job mentors walked by the candidates to observe their skills and give a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Five women were hired, and one quit before the end of the six-month period, leaving Rook and three other linemen, Linda Monroe, Lori Walsh, and Janet Smith, who have since retired from the industry. Then, in 1990, the utility hired three more female linemen. When she first started out in the trade, a lot of the older linemen served as mentors, and she and the other women learned from them. During her apprenticeship, she had the opportunity to move around the service territory and learn about the different types of work. One of the challenges she faced, however, was that she had to prove herself every single day on the job. If you are one of the only females in the trade, when people see you, they may think you're not doing the job, she said. You have to gain the respect of your fellow co-workers and enjoy what you do. For the last 34 years, Rook has loved all aspects of line work, from getting the power back on after a storm, to building lines and making the customers happy. I enjoy being outside in the physical work, said Rook, who teaches fitness classes in her spare time. It's important to remember that line work is not just a job. It's a career and you have to love it. If you're hired into an area, you're responsible for taking care of that area and keeping the power on for the people. In line work, you also have to get along with other people and troubleshoot problems. Not everything's black and white, she said. On a trouble call, you just have to figure it out. While it's great money, you have to want to do it. It's not a nine to five job and you have to be physically fit because the job is demanding at times. And you're outside all the time, even in a snowstorm. Working storms, however, is her favorite part of doing line work, she said, looking back to an ice storm in 1998. When you go out and see the devastation that Mother Nature can do and know that you can fix it and get the power back on efficiently, it's very rewarding, she said. All we need is a thank you to make us feel wanted and good inside. Ontario recently had a career fair, which features other females in the trades from bricklayers to electricians and construction workers. The women talk to high school girls who often haven't heard of the trades. It opens their eyes that they don't have to go to the university or college, she said. If they get into the trades, they can earn good money and have great careers. Other utilities throughout Canada have hired women as linemen, but most are just starting off in their careers. 
It takes about 10 years to see if they'll last or not, she said. It's a very challenging career. If you want to start a family, it's hard to be away from them. It's also physically demanding, which I quite enjoy, but for some ladies, it takes a while. Rook has been married for the past 32 years to a retired lineman who knows the ins and outs of the line trade. They met at the Hydro School in Orangeville, Ontario, and the rest is history. While they never worked together during their careers, they both shared an appreciation and a passion for line work. I stayed in the country, and he stayed in the city during our careers in line work, she said. They have one son, Brayden, who's now 24 years old and works as an electrical engineer for Hydro One. I am very proud of him, she said. He creates the drawings for us to follow when we're going out on a line. When they both had to go out on a storm when he was young, their friend stepped in to help. He knew that if there was a storm, we were going to have to go work it, she said. Now that she has more than three decades invested in the trade, she says she wants to stay in the field. Once she retires, she plans to help the apprentices, teach fitness classes, and travel with her husband and enjoy her retirement. My career is coming to an end, and I plan to retire in the next year or so, she said. I'm not ready to go yet. Even after almost 35 years, I still love it. Lori Reese of Southern California Edison As the daughter and granddaughter of journeyman linemen, Lori Reese had the opportunity to learn about the line trade from an early age. I was fascinated, said Reese. I was always amazed by what my father did. My first speech in seventh grade was about a transmission line that he was a superintendent on. At the age of 30, she started out as a groundman, mostly due to the fact that her dad steered her away from the trade. Once she got through the program, however, her dad was very proud of her success. She said she enjoyed being a part of the apprenticeship program, and she never allowed herself to be looked at differently because of her gender. When a female enters a man's world, you have to be of a certain character to accept that if you are offended by behavior that is common to the position, you don't belong there, said Reese, who has met several female journeyman linemen during her career. I continue to have great relationships with former classmates. The challenges I faced were no different than anyone else faced. Line work is line work. You either have what it takes or you don't. That knowledge got me through some pretty difficult times. Reese's whole family is in the trade, from her husband to her stepson. Her cousin also works as a lineman, and her uncle is a telephone lineman. I have a very forever marriage with a journeyman lineman who has been very successful and a stepson who is a troubleman for the same company that I now work for. All has gone well for me, and I'm very willing to share what I can with others, male and female, to achieve the same success. Reese spent 11 years in the tools, but orthopedic surgeries due to line work and her love for horseback riding led her to move from the field to the office. When it came to a point with my really bad knees and other orthopedic issues, I realized in order to be productive in the trade, I had to change my avenue, she said. I went into safety on the contract side during recovery from a wrist surgery. I intended to return to my tools and realized I could make a difference without being on the pole or in the bucket. Reese is now a technical specialist with Southern California Edison Construction Methods. As part of her job, she answers work method questions around standards, installation, and what types of materials to use for projects throughout the utility's 50,000-mile territory. Since she first started in the line trade, she said the industry is very different. The equipment is more advanced and the safety is improved. The PVE is far better than when I started, she said. The fall protection is incredible. You cannot hit the ground if you use it right. In the future, she would like to see more journeyman linemen concerned about the duty of alignment rather than the great pay. She said for women to succeed in the industry, they must think of themselves not as a woman, but as a future lineman. Take the woman equation away, because separating yourself doesn't do anyone any good. Opportunities for women are as open as they are for men. 
Pursue your options yourself, not as a woman, but as a human being who has a desire to do the work. It's as simple as that. She said to get more women in the line trade, communication is key. The only reason I was driven to it was my family, and not everyone else has that advantage. My favorite part of being a line worker is that I can be proud of what I and several family members have chosen, because not everyone can do this thing that absolutely everyone needs, but I can. Renee Nichols of Portland General Electric As a single mom of a baby and a toddler in the 1990s, Renee Nichols said she struggled to get by. She even worked as a bellhop carrying luggage. Then, line work came across her radar and her world changed. For most linemen, a family member or a friend often serves as a source of inspiration to go into the trade, and Nichols was no exception. Her grandfather worked as a lineman for four years before he emigrated from Sweden to the United States. He took a boat, ended up at Ellis Island, and started a new life in the United States as a carpenter at a local union in St. Paul, Minnesota, she said. I never forgot his stories, however, about how line work could provide a good income and strong future employment options. If I hadn't had so much struggle at the beginning of my life, I may not have embraced it the same way. She decided to follow in her grandpa's footsteps and enrolled in a three-month pre-apprentice program through the Spokane Community College. A trades program exposed her to all of the available job opportunities. At the same time, she brushed up on her math knowledge, focused on test preparation, and worked on her physical fitness. At that point, I remembered what my grandpa had done and all the challenges he had faced, she said. I knew it was a tough trade to go into, but I fell in love with it. In the beginning, she was challenged with working around tools and getting into shape just to handle the workload. Just like her male counterparts, she had to practice until she mastered certain skills. Oftentimes, she practiced on her time off or lunchtime. I had to work on my stamina and the endurance of the job, she said. Line work takes a lot of upper body strength, and I built muscles I didn't even know existed. At the same time, she had to be mentally resilient during the training program. Quitting was never an option, she said. I never wanted to take a knee during the training. I had to put food on the table for my children and my family. I learned to dig in my heels until I got it right. In the late 1990s, she earned her journeyman card, and her adventure as a lineman began. It was a great feeling to have, she said, recalling how she was driven to be self-sufficient. I knew I could take the card and afford peanut butter sandwiches for my kids and the jelly to go on them. I could buy the Kool-Aid and the sugar to go in it. From the day she earned her card, she wanted to be called a journeyman lineman. I didn't want to create any gaps by saying journey woman, she said. Because of the history and all the tough work, don't devalue me. I earned it and I worked hard for it. She kicked off her career by working with contractors, and when she had to work storms, her friend from her church helped with her two sons, John and Josh. There's a lot of guilt when you're a single mom, she said. I couldn't provide for them with a father or any father figure, and I had to work long hours. It was hard to come home, and my kids said, Mom, I miss you. Can you stay home? When they got older, they understood why I had to work. I was really blessed with the family and friends who helped me in my journey. After becoming a journeyman cableman, she left the area and moved south to work for Southern Company. Two years ago, she decided to move to Portland to become a field operations supervisor for PGE. When my kids were grown and out of the house, I wanted to go back to the Northwest, said Nichols, who is now remarried and whose sons are now 31 and 33 years old. I also wanted to go back into the field of my first love, which was line work. As the manager of the line center in Portland, her day starts at the crack of dawn, she wakes up at 3 a.m. and arrives between 4.30 and 5 a.m. I like to get here before my team to gather my thoughts and look to see if there are any call-outs or emergencies, she said. 
After reviewing the work scheduled for the day, she meets with the lead working foreman to manage manpower. If you want to come into the field and be in operations, you have to pivot continuously, she said. Maintaining safety is a number one priority. There are always emergencies going on. When Nichols first started out in the line trade, she had to wear men's clothes and custom order specially made work boots. Fast forward to today, and she is having a hard time finding women's flame retardant shirts that she can wear not only in the field, but also in the office and when meeting with customers. As the only female in the field for many years, she not only had to deal with a lack of PPE designed for women, but also since men in the industry didn't want women working with them. The men didn't want to pick up the slack, she said. They anticipated failure because of the physical part of the job. If given the chance, women who are seeking to be linemen are capable and can do the work. Even today as a supervisor, she goes into places where they have never had a female boss before. I came into their world and I'm very sensitive to that. You want to be a good leader and be able to have the hard conversations and listen to their concerns. I have seen women come into the field who are very demanding, but I think it's very important to connect with those that you work with. When working with men, she said, it's important for women in the line trade to show both grace and mercy. You have to teach them how to work with a woman, she said. They have been working for years for each other, and you have to give them a little time to learn how to work with us. If they say something in front of you that you don't appreciate, let them know it bothers you. Once her male co-workers noticed she had a passion for the job and wasn't giving up, they supported her in her career. They gave me tips and went out of their way to help me, she recalled. Sometimes when women go into the trade, they shy back from doing that. It's okay to fail, but you have to get up and do it differently or better the next time. She urges young women interested in the line trade to seek out a local power company or a union, search for apprenticeship programs, and explore different trade schools. To gain experience, women can apply for entry-level jobs to learn skills like barricading and flagging to break into the world of line work and meet line crews. Local groups can also provide support. For example, the local Oregon Tradeswomen Group provides outreach to trade colleagues, tech schools, and utilities. From when I started in the trade to now, there has been a huge difference, she said. When I grew up, I took home economics, and it would be so nice if we could expose girls to more of the industrial arts like welding and plumbing. We still have some culture reflection of women doing the physical tasks, but those options are changing for the better. Now that she has moved into management and returned to working in the field, she will always remember her beginning in line trade. To help others, she shares her story with women who are homeless or have been incarcerated in the Portland area. I will never separate myself from the single mom in me that struggled to make ends meet and make a career, she said. I help with the programs that get people back on their feet. I tell them that it is never too late to be self-sufficient. Having that passion for the community is my defining moment because it can give others success. Raylin Halco of Ballard Construction. Raylin Halco happened upon the line trade. She was enrolled in another college program when male friends in the power line course encouraged her to apply. There was an opening and I made the switch and have never looked back, Halco said. That decision was the best thing to ever happen to me. Her grandfather, who worked as a red sealed heavy equipment technician, encouraged her to consider a career in the skilled trades. He always encouraged hard work in order to reap rewards, and it was a huge influence in my upbringing, she said. I always received tremendous support from my family and instructors, who gave me the confidence to excel in the line career. Hako, who won Canada's Most Powerful Woman Top 100 in Skilled Trade Award for 2020, said, In line work, it's paramount to maintain a positive can-do mindset. I learned it is important to give and take, have fun, and ensure those around you have confidence in your abilities, she said. 
Her career-defining moment was obtaining her Red Seal Journeyman Certificate. Looking back, however, she describes her apprenticeship as challenging and intimidating because line work is a male-dominated trade. For example, as a woman, it was challenging for her to have the strength for heavy lifting, which required her to find a technique that worked for her. Also, when she started in line school, she had to learn things the old school way. For example, when drilling holes, she had to use a brace and a bit. Now that she's in the trade, she has access to top-of-the-line power tools to complete job tasks. Another challenge was finding the proper footwear and work clothing. She finds it still hard to find climbing boots in women's sizes or personal protective equipment for women. To meet this challenge head-on, she is teaming up with MWG Apparel, an FR clothing company in Canada, on an advisory committee on women's PPE. I'm hoping to improve and expand on PPE for women in the line trade, she said. Over the years, she said she has witnessed marked improvements in the health and safety aspect of line work. Line work can come with dangers, but I am reassured the appropriate checks and balances are in place, she said. Currently, she works as a journeyman lineman and a quality analysis quality control inspector for Ballard Construction. In this role, she is working on a 230 kilovolt H-frame transmission wood pole line and has a 21 days on and 7 days off shift. She is responsible for inspecting framing and setting, fixing deficiencies, and then performing a walkthrough with the client for the sign-off. In addition, she runs a crew for fixing deficiencies and filling in on framing and setting crews when needed. For the last eight years, her favorite part of the line trade is traveling for work, seeing new places, meeting new coworkers, and soaking in the views working in the air. I'm trying new things and challenging myself in parts of the line trade I've never done and need experience in, she said. Compared to when she was an apprentice, she said there is now more female interest in the line trade. Women in Canada must complete a power line program and then work for contractors or utilities. I think it takes an interest in the trade and also seeing other women in the trade enjoying it, excelling in it, and knowing that they have support, she said. Social media has been an excellent medium for female line workers to connect with each other, she said. I participated in a Facebook group which enables sharing of knowledge and information, she said. In addition, I am active in Women of PLT, offering funding and mentoring for women in or entering the trade. She said she prefers to be called a line woman rather than a lineman or power line technician. I feel like that word feels strong. Paige Spiets of Evergy Paige Spiets, a college basketball player who earned her degree in environmental science from the University of San Francisco, never envisioned a future career in line work. She started her career as an arborist contracted by Kansas City Power & Light, now Evergy, where she now works as an apprentice lineman. When I was an arborist, I walked many miles a day, looking at trees around power lines. I was always curious about what the equipment was doing and where it was feeding power to. It was a different transition working with trees and then moving to climbing poles, but it helped me to get into the swing of things. Once a month, as an arborist for ECI, she visited the operation centers and the lineman convinced her that line work would be a great fit for her. I was familiar with the buildings and the people, and I knew some line workers who worked at Kansas City Power & Light, she said. It was a good way for me to find myself a career. When she told her parents that she wanted to go to line school, her mom was worried about the dangers of line work, while her dad backed her 110%, she recalled. I have a good support system, she said. I think my friends are also proud of me. She enrolled at the line school program at Kansas City Metropolitan Community College, where Susan Blazer, the leader of the program, is the first woman lineman in Missouri. I listened to her talk, and her experience gave me the confidence that I could do it, she said. There's not a lot of women in the field, but I'm also talking to other women in the trade, and there is a lot of support there. This is how I got into line work. At MCC, Blazer taught her how to climb low and slow on the pole, 
using a climbing belt and buck squeeze from Buckingham Manufacturing. After a few years, Blazer instructed her and the other students to climb to the top. When I look back now, I can't imagine how I looked climbing that pole, she laughed. It's a crazy experience because you're 40 feet in the air after basic training on the equipment, she said. That's when you figure out if it is or isn't for you. I'll never forget my first time in the air on my hooks. She said she fits perfectly in the world of line work. I love the physicality of working as an arborist, but I was searching for something more. It hit me when I was on the pole for the first time how much I loved being in the hooks up in the air. To be outside every day and work on power lines and poles intrigues me. Ten years ago, she was afraid of heights, but since then she's climbed hundreds of poles when doing line work and enjoys every minute of it. One of my favorite things is like basketball. You can be as good as you want to be in line work, she said. This trade in my eyes is the same. You may start somewhere, but there is no ceiling. There is so much to learn and love about this trade. She is now one of two women in the line apprenticeship, and a few female journeyman linemen work at Evergy. As a second-year apprentice, she says she faces the same challenges as her male counterparts. You are constantly being evaluated with what you're learning, how you're retaining the information, and how you're moving forward with the physical work, she said. As an apprentice, she said she enjoys the work because she gets to have her hands on every task. We work on every job we do by pulling a lot of the material, loading the poles and transformers, and driving the big truck, she said. It really is cool that we have the chance to learn so much and get to be in the bucket all day, every day. One of her favorite parts of line work, however, is working storms. The Midwest is challenged with intense heat to snow and ice storms, and she loves being out with a crew on a storm. It goes back to playing basketball my whole life, she said. I have the gamer mentality. I love being in the zone and focused on work. When the lights are out because of the weather, being with a crew on the storm is so fun to me. Being in the trench with the guys takes me back to the mental state of playing basketball. In line work, just like in competitive sports, it's essential to be physically active and in shape to do the job, she said. Battery-powered tools, however, have opened the doors for more women to enter the trade. Over a 30- to 40-year career, line work can take a physical toll, but these tools make it so much easier on the body, she said. If more women knew about the trade and the fact that you don't have to be a bodybuilder to succeed in line work, I think we'd have more women. In addition, apprentices must enjoy the work. If it is something that's interesting to you, you'll work hard and you'll put the time in to get better every day, she said. It's the same thing for a male in the trade. I think if more women knew about the trade, we would have more success as linemen. At this point in time, she said so many opportunities are available in the line trade. Linemen can work in any state or anywhere in the world. I never thought I would be a lineman, and I think women don't know that they can be successful in this trade, she said. The opportunities are endless in my mind. You can go to a line school, get a degree or a certificate, and start a career in line work that can be amazing. I want to spread the word about women being able to do this job. When she was in high school, she said the trades often weren't talked about, but she is changing this for future graduates. I've done a few video conferences and recorded videos for students in tech schools, which will be super beneficial, she said. I want to get the word out to both male and female students about why they should pursue a career in line work. When she tops out as a journeyman, she said she'll prefer the title of lineman. This job has been around for a long time, and it doesn't make sense to change the word just because we are finally getting more women into the trade, she said. It's up to whoever is doing the job, but I'm totally okay with the word lineman. Being a woman in the line trade is not any different than being a man. The difference is just that there's not many of us. I'm just trying to be the best lineman that I can be. Lana Norton of Women of Powerline Technicians As a young mom without a post-secondary education, Lana Norton discovered that the shortest path to securing financial stability was pursuing a career in the trades. 
Through an early exposure to electricity, understanding how electricity moved came naturally to me, she said. When I realized I would rather be at heights and outdoors than wiring indoors, power line became the only option. In 2010, when she was in college, the power line technician program was brand new. Norton became the second woman to graduate from the first college in Ontario to offer the training. Today, she is the chair of the Program Advisory Committee for the Electrical Engineering and Powerline Technician Programs at Algonquin College. I accomplished what I set out to do in the beginning, which is providing financial stability for my daughter, said Norton, who is now pursuing a bachelor's degree in business administration. Upon graduating from the Powerline Technician Program, a local distribution company hired her as an apprentice Powerline Technician, and she has been with the company ever since. Over the last decade, she's had various trade and technical roles in distribution operations. As a field operator, she responded to electrical emergency situations to safeguard people and assets and operated high and low voltage distribution systems. She then moved on to the role of a field technician. And as a member of distribution engineering and asset management, she ensured construction projects adhered to business performance and scheduling timelines and were ready for execution by field crews. Currently, she serves as the supervisor of metering field services and oversees a team of meter technicians. In this role, she is responsible for the day-to-day execution of all metering equipment operation, metering equipment installations, maintenance, and renewal of the assets. Every morning, she prepares her team for the jobs of the day and reviews jobs, timelines, and resources available to complete the work. She says it's her favorite part of her day. I get to hear about the challenges they see in the field, and then I do my best to help them overcome the challenges through collaboratively working with stakeholder groups, refining processes, or preparing for upcoming projects to keep the work going and the team happy and appreciated, she said. During the day, you'll also find me attending meetings related to upcoming metering work and out on the job site checking in with my team. Norton also serves as the executive director of the Women of Powerline Technician, which she founded in 2016. After graduation, as my peers and I went on to work across the province, they would reach out to me as they met other women working in the trade, she said. Over time, the network grew. Norton describes the organization as the voice from the field committed to increasing women in trade and technical roles in Canada's electricity sector and beyond. The mission of the national non-for-profit is to have women as equal participants in trade and technical roles in the electricity sector. People and the pursuit of advancing the future of the electricity grid is my passion, she said. There is a camaraderie with the women PLTs, and the best way to find it is connecting with women of Powerline Technicians. We are an organization built on supporting women in all of their diversity in the electricity sector and line trades. The group advises leaders through a gender equity lens on how to advance their diversity and inclusion goals. Secondly, the group offers programming open to both men and women. We have a focus of supporting women in early, mid, and late careers in the trade and technical roles, Norton said. For example, The group's programming includes mentoring, 24-7 peer group, career postings, networking events, bursary, and the Illuminate blog, which features interviews of women lighting the electricity sector. As she enjoys today and all she has been able to achieve, in the future, she would like to contribute in a larger way to multilateral grid sustainability and energy policy. We exist in a place where power has become a necessity and time without it is measured in minutes, she said. This speaks to the astounding reliability of our electrical systems and to the people who we are accountable to, our customers. As we look to the future, I'm excited by the possibilities distributed energy resources bring to our grid capabilities and the ways electricity will evolve to meet the expectations of all of our customers.
Hello, my name is Amy Fishbach, and I'm the field editor for TND World Magazine. Today, I'm talking with Emma Landher-Chain, who's a journeyman lineman for IBEW Local 104. She's also the November featured lineman for TND World Magazine's Electric Utility Operations section. Hi, Emma. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Um, first of all, can you talk about how you got interested in a career in line work? Um, well, I was working on uh, commercial fishing boats for a while um, on the coast of Maine and then uh, just needed something with like a more steady income. Um, so I decided to go to line school. Um, my dad was a professor there. He was teaching the math program and he said, well, there's this, why don't you try this? And I kind of was up for anything at that point in my life. So I did uh, an eight-month line school in Maine. And then uh, when I graduated, it kind of seemed like no one wanted to hire a female So at the local utilities. So they had a two-week uh, cell tower technician program. And I signed up and I did that. And then I started working on cell towers. And I just got sick of it. It's really hard to make your living that way. So I went and tried to get back in the union. And when they gave me the call to start boot camp, I jumped at it. Wonderful. And how does it feel to work as a woman in the line trade today? Um, it has its ups and downs, definitely. A lot of times it seems like people look at you like you're an alien, kind of like a unicorn. There's not a whole lot of us but um, I've kind of always worked in some kind of profession where I always worked with men, so I don't really notice it anyways. And what do you think are some of the opportunities and challenges for women who work as linemen in the utility industry? I think there's, a, there's like a negative stereotype where some guys are scared to work with women. Um, they feel like they have to watch what they say all the time. And there's definitely like a strength thing. Um, but, you know, if you use your rigging the right way, it's really no different. And what is the day um, in the life like for you as a journeyman lineman for IBW Local 104? Well, I just finished tower painting a week ago. So with that job, I pretty much climbed towers and painted them. How does it feel for you to be on the top of the tower? Um, I guess I'm used to it. It's really tiring. Your harness gets so covered with paint. You have to have a lot of uh, confidence in your ability to move around. But now that uh, the season's over for tower painting, I'm just chasing storms. So Sunday, uh, crews left New England to come down. And we finally made it down today. And it's probably the worst storm I've ever seen. Can you talk, um, Emma, about what you see down there in terms of destruction and damage? You're in New Orleans now, correct? Yeah, I'm in New Orleans. There's really just no no power. A lot of buildings have no roofs. There's transmission lines down. There's tons of distribution lines down. There's just countless trees everywhere, all over the roads. And what are the working conditions like for you and the crews? Um. We haven't started working yet because they still need to just like assess all the damage and figure out what needs to be fixed. The biggest struggle right now is 
trying to find a place that has fuel. And how are you addressing that challenge right now? And also, um, how hard is it to find lodging and, and food and so forth? Um, I'm not really sure of the lodging situation uh, yet. The fuel is it's kind of just a it's a mad dash to find a station right now until uh, they bring in fuel trucks. But I did stop on the way down and I bought a tent so I can sleep in a tent tonight. Or I'll just end up sleeping in the truck if they haven't found us a place yet. And who did you come down um, with? I came down with One Source Power. One Source Power, wonderful. And what do you like about working storms? I know you said that you enjoy working on the hurricane restorations. It just, it feels really nice to be able to help all the people down here and turn their lights back on. It's so hot down here right now. Um, it's just got to be terrible with no air conditioning. And if they don't have a generator, all your food's going bad. You know, it's hard to find a grocery store that's open and has what you need. So it's just nice to try to help help the people. They're usually really grateful. Um, the town that I grew up in, Connecticut, always lost power anytime the wind blew or it rained too hard so I thought by uh, becoming a lineman it helped me be able to give back to the community that's wonderful and what is it like being down in New Orleans I've heard that there's linemen from 30 states in the District of Columbia down there in Louisiana and Mississippi restoring power so what is it kind of like down there with all the different linemen there um, I really enjoyed that part of storm. You end up on these crews with people that flew in from all over the country and you have to adjust to everyone else's working styles and how you do things is always different than the next person. And then you get to you get to make all these friends that you a lot of them you stay in touch with and you know, you, you call up your buddies and you say, Hey, are you gonna be on this one or maybe I'll see you down there. That's great. And do you have um, any advice for other women who want to become linemen and get into the trade? Um, I think it's important to not let your feelings get hurt very easily. I've I've had other uh, female linemen ask me before, like, where do you where do you go when you, when you need to cry at work? And uh, I'm just like, you you don't. You just have to suck things up. And people aren't always going to be nice to you. And that's just the way it is. But if you have thick skin, you'll be all right. Maybe go to the gym a little bit if you have free time. That definitely helps. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, physical fitness, I'm sure, is a very big part of working in the line trade. Um, And then do you have any other comments about life as a lineman? It has its ups and downs. It's fun. Um, It's been a rewarding career. I think for women, if you're going to go into the line trade, um, you should do line school, even though a lot of people will tell you it's a waste of time. It'll help you get your foot in the door. Uh, because if you don't go into the union, you have a three and a half year apprenticeship you have to do regardless of, you know, if you went to line school. So you'll be a better climber out of the starting gate. So that will kind of help give you an edge and they'll be more interested in you, I think, as a woman. 
Thank you so much, Emma, and everybody appreciates the work that you're doing down in, there in New Orleans. And thanks again. And um, this is Amy Fishbach signing off for Team B World. This episode of the Line Life podcast was written by Amy Fishbach. It was recorded and produced by Danielle Blanchett. Please follow the show to be updated when new episodes are released and leave a review for us on Apple Podcast. Head to the show description to see where you can find us on social media. And thanks again to our sponsor for today's episode, Milwaukee Tool.